It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome back. It's JJ, John Zestremski, Ryan Horvat having some fun here on a President's Day Monday on BetQL Daily. Let's welcome in our guy, Vic Choksi, as we talk a little NBA. We recap a big weekend at Pebble Beach. Vic, it's John Zestremski, Ryan Horvat. What's happening, dude? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Vic, my pleasure. Let's start here, right out of the gate. NBA over the weekend, dominant performance from Brooklyn against Golden State. No surprise there. Listen, too many dudes for the Nets when they're firing on all cylinders. Do you look at them right now as a clear-cut team to represent the Eastern Conference? Or are you looking at them far more in a vulnerable way because of their inability to defend? You know, that's a great question. I actually like them to make it out of the East. And and my reasoning behind this is simple. I really do think they're going to make some additions at the trade deadline or afterwards and pick up some free agents where they can really find some help on depth and defensively a rim protector possibly. But man, when those three guys are together and going, just like we saw Saturday night, it's tough to stop them. And the Celtics, they're struggling. The Sixers, I still don't think they have enough shooting to, to get by. And, you know, no other clear-cut contender, in my opinion, can get by the Nets in a seven-game series when all three of those guys are firing the way they were on Saturday. Yeah, Vic, I'm with you. I really like the Nets. I love their futures because, I mean, I know that they don't play a lick of defense, but when you have three of the best ice (laughs) players NBA history on the same roster, man. That's just, it's tough to stop. Now you brought up uh, maybe some roster additions. I think they need another big, maybe a rim protector. I just don't know that DeAndre Jordan uh, by himself is enough. Doesn't look like Andre Drummond is going to end up be uh, joining the team. You know, you look at some of these other teams in the East, you know, besides Brooklyn, um, now Milwaukee, they're struggling right now defensively. Philadelphia, I think that that's been the biggest surprise. The Celtics are really struggling, a terrible loss for them yesterday. Where else do you see value outside of Brooklyn, if at all, in some of these teams in the East? Yeah, you named it. I, I mean, to me, the Bucks are really struggling. That, Giannis, what he does is pretty amazing, but I just don't see that flying in the playoffs, just like we've seen it in the last couple of years. Like, he, his ability to just run – High, run fast, dunk over everyone in the regular season just doesn't happen in the playoffs, and they just don't have enough to get by some of these other teams. Um, the Heat are a fun bet. You could get them at like 25 to 1 if you really do think their roster gets back together and Jimmy Buckets can get it going, and that's probably the only other team, but the East is, is very tricky. I would say the Sixers, if there's one team that can beat Brooklyn, I like Philadelphia. If Joel Embiid can stay healthy and play the way that he's been playing. He can put up some big numbers against the Nets just exactly for the reason that you said. They don't have a rim protector. They don't have any bigs. They don't have the depth. And so if Embiid has some kind of monster series, if they can get hot just for you know a quick short span, you can get them at plus 1,500 at some places right now. And that's why I'm feeling decent about my Sixers future to win the title and my Sixers future to win the Eastern Conference just because Vic I think they're the biggest threat to the Nets I get them matching up in an Eastern Conference final potentially maybe a possibility for me to hedge um when you look at the MVP futures market right now listen LeBron at this point is the go-to guy and right now he's the front runner to win the award you think Joel Embiid is the biggest threat maybe from taking that MVP away from LeBron James? Is it Steph Curry? 
Who would be the guy to kind of rival LeBron from that MVP uh, candidacy, if you will? I do think it's Embiid, just for the main reason that his impact on the court is also translating to wins, right? And so, you know, with Steph, you're kind of seeing him have an all-world performance. He's an amazing player. He's one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. But that's not really translating to wins. When it comes to Embiid, he's the reason that the Sixers are winning games. He's the reason that they're so dominant. He's the reason that they are going to have a legitimate chance to make the NBA Finals this year. And so if there's one guy other than LeBron, I do think it's him. The Joker has been amazing. He's playing at a high level. If they can get healthy, get all their guys back, make a run, that, that's another guy. I have a plus 8,000 ticket on Donovan Mitchell, so I'm kind of rooting for him. He's having a really good season. The Jazz are playing terrific basketball right now. They're one in the West, and so I'm hoping for kind of a Derrick Rose type season, if you guys remember that, when LeBron had an amazing year, but Derrick Rose got the MVP just because the Bulls won the East that year. And so, you know, maybe that's another long shot to sprinkle some money on. But yeah, to answer your question, Embiid does look like the main guy right now who can take it away from LeBron. Vic, as a Bulls fan, that's a painful memory, actually, because Derrick Rose that year becomes the youngest. <laughs> MVP in league history, but then they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals because LeBron James ends up guarding Derrick Rose in the fourth quarter, and D Rose couldn't yep. get a shot off. Um, so as far as I'm glad that you guys brought up Philadelphia and Embiid because he's been so damn impressive this year, but the team has, and they've been really good defensively. I want to talk a little bit about Coach of the Year. Where are you seeing some value, or who do you think should be Coach of the Year? Because I think ben, that's been the biggest difference for Philadelphia this year is just. I think that they fully bought in under Doc Rivers and they're a better defensive team, whereas they really struggled under Brett Brown, you know, especially last season. You're right. He, he's been really, really good. There were, and you guys kind of know this, there were rumors about Brett Brown struggling as, as a coach. And and you can just see the difference sometimes in when a new coach comes in, you can see that in Chicago with Billy Donovan, when they had Jimbo and, and just the difference in teams with similar rosters and how, they're kind of making the leap, right? And, and so uh, I do think Doc Rivers is a viable candidate for that award this year. It, it'll be interesting to watch because I feel like there's so much more ball to be played right now. And then with COVID and everything going on, it, it's always tough. I mean, I don't see, you know, even if the Nets have an amazing season, I don't see Steve Nash in contention there. And so Doc, to me in the East, is the clear-cut favorite there. Quinn Snyder, right? The Jazz are playing terrific basketball. It's fun to watch them. The way they move the ball it is a lot of fun. Monty Williams, uh, the, the Suns are having a great year. Uh, he is a leader of men, and it's nice to see just how it's all coming together for them. So, you know, those are some of the, the main contenders, I would say, for that award right now. Vic, when it comes to handicapping the NBA on a night-in and night-out basis, do you have a general strategy that you look to attack when you're looking into these games. We know it can be unpredictable. We know you got to follow numbers. You got to look at trends. I like to look at line movement. But what is like the number one or number two points of criteria that you would share with anybody out there listening or watching, you know, and trying to handicap and nail these NBA games? Yeah, it's so tough. And it's gotten even tougher the past couple of years, especially with the pandemic and load management, guys sitting out. It, you get stuck in certain positions before it used to be a lot easier where 
you know, you break down the stats, you like a side, you follow some movement, you follow some money, and you get a bet in early to try to get the get burned severely when the star sits out later and it's a it's a stars league right so i've been trying to hone in a little bit more on player props i do a daily player props article on betql that's been really nice because you can really find matchups that you can exploit if your guy ends up sitting out for some reason you get your money back at least right so uh but i'm i'm all about stats i try to crunch the stats and numbers as much as i can i try to see if there's some matchups that i can exploit I, i try to look at defenses you know lineups.com is solid where it can really show you all of the different team rankings i I look at that on a daily basis but i start early i try to look the night before narrow down the card a little bit crunch numbers and, and all the similar stuff that you said try to follow some trends some money see who's playing that's kind of the most important thing nowadays and then trying to get the best number that I can and and go into it. But motivation for the NBA nowadays is is so tough to really be able to cap. And that's been the biggest change. And that's why I've been holding in on player props a lot more nowadays. Vic, I want to get your uh, thoughts on tonight's slate, including those player props uh, in the NBA. But really quickly, uh, I got to talk about your outright. I heard uh, from a little birdie, maybe you had Daniel Berger. uh, Is that right? (laughs) Outright. Outright. Yes, sir. And Vic, yes, sir. I want to I hear about the sweat, man, because he goes into the final hole, right? And and I believe he's tied with Maverick McNeely. I, I was kind of watching, kind of not watching, but final hole, all tied up, and he uh, walks away with an eagle putt at Pebble Beach. So first off, what, what did you get that at? And then, um, yeah, just talk about that, man, because that was a hell of a sweat, but you do end up cashing the ticket yesterday. It was amazing, man. So Daniel Berger, after he won yesterday, said winning a golf tournament literally feels like you're having a heart attack on every hole. And that's what it feels like betting on golf. And so the swings are insane. They're amazing. They're thrill. For four days, you're kind of rooting for your guys to do well, hope some other guys fade. And then Sunday, when it comes down to the back nine, it, it was just intense, man. And he had so many other shots lip in where you were like, man, he should have, he deserved to win this thing, but it was fun. I got it at 14 to one. Uh, I had my article up on radio.com and at back you uh, I do a weekly tournament preview every Tuesday, Wednesday. And so it was pretty amazing to hit on that. I, I did have a few other bets that I had sprinkled in. Like I really loved Kevin Freeland. I had him finishing at the top 20 for plus 163 that was actually my best bet of the weekend just because of the success he'd had at this tournament in the past but yeah i got it at plus 1400 and it was an amazing feeling vic don't you get the sense you got a ticket like that at 13 or 14 to one to not only take him to go and win the tournament to take a top five and take a top 10 do you recommend that when you have a golfer or two that you really like in a tournament to you know get them across the board to win but to also have a little bit of a hedge value if indeed your guy finishes in second or finishes in fourth, give or take. I know that's something I like to do with the majors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Yeah, you're right. And I do like to do that. I, I do a little sprinkle of everything. My my main thing is to like crunch the numbers. I use Rick Run database, pretty amazing. Uh, the metrics that you can get nowadays, all available to everyone online. And uh, I try to really sprinkle some money on three guys that I think have a legitimate chance to win the tournament. I look for like 10 to one odds or, or longer usually. And then I try to mix in some props like the Streeland top 21 where I'm getting some money plus money there. I did have a small ticket on him to win it all as well. And, and then I try to find some favorable matchups round to round. And every day after the, the tournament, I'm kind of checking metrics to see, you know, who did well, who kind of overperformed, underperformed. But yeah, to answer your question, I do like to do that. I take some guys outright. I take a couple of long shots and then I like to, you know, do some props to hedge a little bit. And that way you have a nice little, like kind of a pie that you create with, with some money on every little aspect of the tournament. Well, Vic, you're hot right now, man. So I want your picks, not only for the uh, Genesis Invitational, I believe that <laughs> weekend, who's going to win that one outright. And then uh, do you like anything on tonight's NBA card or even college? Card? <laughs> well, we'll start with the NBA golf wise. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm still doing the research. Usually no, bask uh, in the glory, Vic. You're days. allowed. You hit 14 to one. You can bask <laughs> in the glory. Don't apologize. Bask. <laughs> One thing that's fun is like the last three PGA Tour winners, uh, Berger, Kepka, Reed, they missed the cut the previous week. So, you know, it, it'll be a fun little trend to follow to see if someone fits that narrative. But I like Cantlay early plus 1800. I thought he played really, really well. His metrics were all good. He just can get the putting going. And so if he can putt well this week, 18 to one, uh, that's a solid player. In my opinion, DJ's back. You, you got a stacked field. So, you know, I'll definitely be doing some more work. I'll, I'll get it up on the site uh, latest by Wednesday. But yeah, th there's one. Cantley 18 to 1. That's someone I would definitely sprinkle some outright money on. And then let's talk a little NBA, man. I, I really do like exploiting the Kings. Their defense is horrendous. And so y you have a fun little matchup today, in my opinion, where you get to really you get the Brooklyn Nets, right? You, you know, offensive juggernaut going up against the Kings that are horrendous. I like Joe Harris over two and a half threes made. Um, they're just pretty much bottom five in every defensive metric. Uh, they're bottom five in opponents, three point percentage. They're last in NBA defensive rating. They're 30th in points allowed. Uh, they're pretty bad at assists allowed. So Joe Harris over two and a half threes. Uh, I'm really loving that tonight as one of my favorite prop bets. And then I'm looking at the Bulls, man. I, I grabbed them at plus six. I, I really think that they're going to be able to play well tonight, keep this game close, have a chance at winning the game outright. And then I would look at some Zach Levine uh, over point props. That The numbers haven't all come out yet, too. It's a little early right now. Uh, but those are some that I'm really liking in the NBA right now. The only other one I would say is Julius Randle over 21 and a half points. He's been playing really well. He's had a, a quietly good season so far. We know Thibs is going to kind of run him into the ground. and Rob, get our Randall guy, Vic. We're up against it, dude. Sorry to cut you there. Appreciate the time, all right? Oh, no worries, man. Thanks Hard again. Out, great blame, blame all folks over at BetQL Daily. No, I'm just kidding. We're back with more JJ Watt Futures. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network.